uh, the book World War Z. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider it to be a fantastic read. If you're not into zombie stuff, you don't read it. <laughs> um, but there is a lot of um, talking about like people on the other side of making those cho- sorts of choices and just like what it does to a person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a particular character in it who's revealed to have come up with a really horrible strategy for dealing with a zombie outbreak that really works mm-hmm. but is horrifying and everybody judges um, because it is horrible and, like, talk, showing about how not okay that person was in the aftermath of it. Mm. And what's interesting is seeing um, Arbat He's on the front side of that. He hasn't gotten to the other side of it yet. Mm-hmm. Like, but like the way when you are granted a certain amount of power and what that can do to you and the the way it makes you feel like you not only can but should make certain choices. Mm-hmm. And that, again, that innate horror. Like, Arbat is clearly portrayed as bad here, as being in the wrong but the way he is talking is not dissimilar from the way we see good guys talk about things. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly deliberate. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's not hard to see how a character could get from point A to point B. Yeah. It's good. And upsetting and yeah. <laughs> incredibly impactful to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to get back into it, but which that is so heavy. But then the reveal next, like yes. the shit has hit the fan. We know it's really sucky. Um, I want to read this next bit because mm-hmm. it just, it makes me so happy. This is, I've been so into the conversation, I haven't been scrolling through the PDF. Excuse <laughs> me, while I rapidly scroll. 56 the PDF. God bless you. So we've had that speech um, from Arbat, and it's bad. We have this moment between Estrid and she's like, I'm so sorry, I betrayed you, I'm a fool, a fool. Sure, she's having her moment. Mm-hmm. Um and she's just like, I didn't tell him about your friends. I didn't have to. He was in the barn too. And about, yeah, I know. You knew? Yeah, we all knew. Or at least suspected. And Marco just walks in, just like, hey, X-Man, you're looking slowly trapped. <laughs> Where are the others? Oh, we're here. The place is crawling with us. And coming out from out of the road, flea morph, fire morph, road drop, everybody else arrives, uh, demorphing. That's mm-hmm. to include Tobias, and it's like the bird with the red tail. She's like, yeah, Tobias, you met him. They all came aboard. They've used my corporals. Like, <laughs> surprise, bitch. They've been <laughs> here the whole time. Um, but, yeah, Tobias has to peace out to go follow Arbat, the animorph airmorph. And, um, and Estrid is just, like, half amazed, half angry. It's like, it was all a deception. You misled us. You lied to your own people. And he's like, no, I have learned something. I should. These are my people. Anyone who believes in freedom, anyone who resists tyranny, anyone who pursues peace is my people. And a light hawk, bajir, or human. And because it's getting too real, Marco points out that humans make a mean cinnamon bun. 
because <laughs> this is also important, which has Axe laughing, but it's great because Marco is giving Axe that chance to breathe yeah. and to laugh because that's what Marco does. He makes the sh- he comes up with shitty plans that upset everybody that are the right thing to do or the necessary thing to do, and then he'll make a joke so people don't feel weighed down by the horrors of what they all were just listening to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So cool. Not only are the Andalites not coming to help us, some of them think the loss of the human race is probably okay. Yeah. Totally acceptable collateral. Yeah. It's just one of things like, do the Andalites not realize, like, just how many billions of lives there are? Because they do seem surprised. Like, the Yerks were surprised to find out how populated Earth was. Mm-hmm. It feels like, like it, a lot of the Andalite higher ups feel it's an exaggeration. Like there's no yeah. way there can be that can't much be on that, that many planet. of them. Yeah. Or I think if they do realize it, it's holy shit, we cannot let the Yurks get that many hosts. Yeah. I do feel like we get, like, uh, it's, and to be fair, sci fi can be really hard, but like, there are got to be other planets that have the sheer volume of biodiversity <laughs> that Earth does. But in sci-fi, you never see that. It's just sort of like minimal number of species on a planet. Mm-hmm. Minimal. One biome for the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Can't have too many going on. Earth yeah. has to be Bethel yeah. in that they, regard. They, just do, has to be. they do hang mm. like the lampshade on that in this book, where Estrid mm. comments on like how weird it is that Earth is so biodiverse. I think that's like the second or third time they've lampshaded that. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like if there are so other shit on this planet, how does it do it? <laughs> I feel like if there are other like extremely biodiverse places, it might be that they don't have like sapient races mm-hmm. on them, mm-hmm. and so nobody cares about them. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody to talk to on this planet. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, we we know there's got to be some great biodiversity out there because every other book, Vista Three has a new exciting morph <laughs> from some planet that's utterly bizarre. And yeah, but each one is from a different planet, though. That's true. They're not all just like you guys. I found the best planet. It's full of all this weird, monstrous shit. It's like he's on that planet. He he's he is on <laughs> Space Australia. <laughs> where the space orcs live and he hasn't taken more weird space australia morphs yeah to be fair he does seem to favor ranged attacks and very few Mm. of our animals have ranged attacks yeah that's fair (laughs) but like the Uh, fact that he's like cats are glorious and he himself has not gone and gotten a tiger morph no, mm-hmm. he does. Just, he does. He just lounges. He just lounges around like that. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. Just like, oh, I feel so powerful. This is this is this is for my special time. I'm just gonna morph cat and just like lie in front of a fire. And I need to. Great. I need to get into the mind of my greatest enemy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> just, I'm just thinking about just like this. This is a my. This is a morph just for me. <laughs> I don't use this to fight. I use this to to luxuriate. Yeah, some people go for a facial. Some people morph big cats and lounge around. Bring me shit. my chase lounge. 
I need to scratch yeah, it. If I, could ju- if I could just morph into a cat and lie in the sun, I would do it. Same. <laughs> there are times I look at my cat and I'm like, God, I wish I could be as just relaxed yeah. as you. <laughs> I wish it were me. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to get to the end of this book, you guys. <laughs> we're so close. Yeah. They they all fly to the community center um, because that's the most likely place that Arbeck's going to go. Because um, he knows there's it- an entrance there. Yes. Easily um, accessible. He, uh, Tobias also had followed Arbat here, um, but he, he lost Arbat's tail, right? So, like, he, Arbat got out ahead of him. He could, yeah, he, he could follow him this far, station. but no farther. Yeah. Um, Which is, I'll give Arbat cl- cl- uh, fucking points for cleverness for going into a fucking train mm-hmm. station. Mm hmm. Like, um, mm, and the uh the the fucking they get they get to the community center and they're like hey uh there's a lot of uh unconscious and or dead hosts here we think he done made it um and i love the detail that axe actually reassures tobias like he is here you did a good job <laughs> Because mm-hmm. he um, he doesn't want Tobias berating himself for having lost Arbet, <laughs> um, which is just They're an excellent shorns. little detail. They are shorns. Mm-hmm. They're shorns. Um, and they follow him. They follow Arbet's trail of bodies mm-hmm. to the room that they figured was a Yerkpool entrance because they couldn't sense a bottom. Um, and they enter and it's just a huge staircase down into the Yerk pool. Uh, and they know it's down into the Yerk pool because Cassie can hear the screams of the Yerk pool. Um, and, uh, there's a moment Marco's like, you know, I keep saying I'm never ever going back down there. Say it again, Rachel said. Maybe it'll make you feel better. I am never ever going down there again. <laughs> um, Fucking that exchange is. So good. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they go down the stairs in their battle morphs. Um, at one point, most of the way down, uh, Axe slips and falls on, uh, Viscera that's just on the stairs because Arbat, like, un- made someone unconscious or killed somebody and the taxons just ate whoever it was. Um, and left, left this evidence of the feeding frenzy behind. Um, like it's it this 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 right here because we've had moments where like we've had times in the book where they're like oh a taxon just absolutely tore into something or is eating itself but like we don't get the descriptiveness of it that we get here like it's not mm-hmm. described described obviously it's not but it's still like more descriptive than we've gotten in the past and then you it clicks. Mm-hmm. That it's like, oh my god, the amount of just sheer violence these children have witnessed. Mm-hmm. The amount of, like, gore and death and horrible mm-hmm. things these kids have seen. Like, Jesus Christ, how many more books are after this? <laughs> 54 is the last one. Point out something, Mm -hmm. just a little upsetting visual that's occurred to me. Mm -hmm. How much blood must stand out on an Andalite's fur? 
just like a tiger like it already has like the black and orange like on orange sure but like dry blood and it's closer and like the darkness how dark a grizzly bear's fur is and a wolf's fur is how it's gonna just look dark it's gonna look messy but like blood on like powder blue colored fur like in the idea of like axe slipping in it and then just coming up like covered in this Mm-hmm. So upsetting. Mm-hmm. Very upsetting. Like visualizing a fucking care bear or something. Granted, a care bear with a knife. But nevertheless, <laughs> like the dissonance of something that looks, as we've discussed, or the comparison is so frequently made of a deer, mm-hmm. like that color, just soaked in viscera, is upsetting. Super upsetting. Uh, but they continue down. At one point, they're like, all right, well, if we keep going down these stairs like this, they're going to see us and know that we're attacking. So everybody go human um, and just try to blend in. I like this. <laughs> the mental image of the Animorphs coming down these stairs in their fucking spandex, <laughs> trying to nonchalantly act like controllers don't be suspicious don't be suspicious don't be suspicious yes we were just at a zumba class don't worry about <laughs> there's just estrid who can morph clothing <laughs> but is dressed in a burger king uniform uh-huh yeah a backwards <laughs> burger king uniform yep but it's fine uh nobody suspects them uh, and they, I'm very amused that it's a Burger King uniform. I'm like, they've balanced perfectly balanced the mentions of Burger King and McDonald's, so they can't be said to be <laughs> putting one over the other. Like how in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse are on screen at the same time, the exact same amount, so they have equal <laughs> billing. Nice. Uh. But they go down there like, how the fuck are we going to figure out who Arbat is? There's so many humans down here. Estrid is freaked out at the sight of the Yerk pool. Funny how it does that. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Axe puts together, look for a human who is turning their head frequently. Um because Andalites are accustomed to seeing in all directions at once. Humans are used to not knowing what is behind them. So look for a human who's just, like, got his head on a swivel. And they spot one. Um, unfortunately, that person is on the pier. Um, and is, like, kneeling down to to the, the collar that they have now fashioned at the end of the pier to lock them in. Um, he's reaching into his pocket to bring out the vial. Estrid yells out his name, and this is enough to startle Arbat um, and unbalance the guard who was holding him. And uh, Arbat grabs the guard's dragon beam, uh, turns and aims at Estrid. Um, Axe dives and tackles her to the ground behind a taxon. Arbat hits the taxon, which explodes. Great. Uh, fine. This is fine. Um, Jake and the other Animorphs morph to Battle Morph. Uh, Axe drags Estrid towards the pier, um, 
trying to get out ahead of the hork guards. Um, Axe buys them some more time by yelling that there are Andalite bandits in hork morph. Uh, which just helps the chaos reign a little bit longer, helps keep them from getting organized just a little bit longer. Um, they spot Arbat heading towards the cage area. Rachel picks up the track, the trail, um, and, uh, then loses him. And Axe pulls Estrid down behind a bunch of crates and tells her to demorph. And she is terrified. Uh, they will kill us. She was frightened. Frightened deep down inside. Frightened in a way that was erasing any thought but the screaming, desperate need to live. I knew the feeling. We have to stop Arbat and we need firepower, I said. Why? To save these filthy yurks? Look what they do. Look what they are. They are going to do that to us, Axemali. They will drag us down that pier. They will force us. No. Kill them all. Estrid, you said the virus may mutate. You said it might affect humans as well. Might. Maybe. But maybe I fixed it. Maybe my last adjustments eliminated the random flux. I do not care. They are not our people. I am not going to let the filthy slugs do that to me. I was half demorphed. Stay here, I said. Stay low. Do not move. Don't. <laughs> do not leave me. Estrid, you are beautiful. You are brilliant. But I really do not think I like you very much. I took a deep breath, tried to steady my nerves. Impossible. I leapt out. Which, like, I love that Axe has this moment. I ache mm -hmm. for him to, to be confronted with this person who was him in some ways. He was never quite so blasé about humanity. Or high on his own supply. Basically, right. like she's um, entirely bought into her own mythos at this mm -hmm, point. Mm -hmm. Whereas Axe was always a little more unsure of himself being like the younger brother and stuff mm -hmm, like that with mm -hmm. something to prove. Um, but I like that he just calmly accepts, like, no, she's not going to be able to fight, so just stay here. And it's only when she like protests at him leaving and going to do the fighting himself that he's like, I. You're awful. <laughs> Actually, you suck. <laughs> um, and he goes out and fights and uh, runs for the cages, which is where they last saw Arbat. Um, the other Animorphs are all there. They're fighting. Marco has hold of a human, a human who is Arbat, um, by the neck, fighting with the other hand. A tiger, a wolf, a bear, a gorilla surrounded backs against a row of cages. Uh, it would have been child's play for the Yerks to simply shoot them through the bars, shoot them in the back. But the human hosts in that cage, slaves of the Yerks, temporarily free of those Yerks, stood there, arms linked, blocking the shot. A human shield. The hork could have burned them down. Those humans knew that. They were putting themselves between the supposed Andalites and the Yerks, ready to face Dragonfire. The hork had no orders to massacre hosts. Visser Three was not in the pool. No one else would dare give the order. Uh, which is the point we were talking about at the beginning, where in uh, isolation, this is an excellent 
God, humans are actually good sometimes moment. Uh, but in the context of the other species bashing that we see happening in this book feels not great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Axe jumps into the battle, but the Animorphs are losing. Um, Cassie is knocked unconscious. Uh, Prince Jake, I knew that was going to happen. Jake has lost a paw completely. Um, Marco gets disemboweled again. Um, and releases his grip on Arbat. Arbat runs. No one stops him because he just seems to be a human controller, so why would anyone stop him? Um, and he pushes through, gets to the pier, he has the vial in his hands. Um, Axe hesitates because he doesn't want to abandon his friends, but uh, Jake tells him to go. And so he turns his back on his friends who were fighting a dying battle um, and goes after Arbat. He cannot get there fast enough. Um, and a couple of the taxons are closing in on the two of them. But the only thing that matters is the fact that Arbat has the vial out and he's right there, right next to the pool. Um you're very fast, Arth's XMLI, but you are not fast enough to cover 50 feet before I can open my fist. It is wrong, Arbat. It is war, Arth's XMLI. He smiled at me, and he began to open his hand. Uh, and then someone from behind Axe uh, shoots a, a dragon beam, and the beam hits Arbat's hand and instantly vaporizes the hand and the vial. And Axe turns back to see Estrid was holding the dragon beam. Um, and Arbat is standing there kind of at a loss. Um, he's losing blood from the stump where his hand was, but uh, as Axe points out, he only had to demorph to end the pain of the wound. Um, and Axe is like, it's all over, Arbat. Estrid's like, now what? <laughs> and Axe is like, now we die, but we die as honorable Andalite warriors. Because they're gonna go and uh, fight. Like, basically go die with the Animorphs who are fighting to the death. Um, and a wave of Hork-Bajir rushed them. I braced for the attack, Estrid beside me. Arbat chose not to join us. Um, and then the Yurk pool, just next to them, begins to boil. A red circle 50 feet in diameter, which is huge, which just gives you a sign of how big the Yurk pool is. Uh, projected on the roiling liquid and everything within that circle was boiling, steaming, hissing. Uh, and Estrid looks up, uh, and there is a beam burning through the domed roof of the Yerk Pool. Uh, the wide-angle shredder beam on the Ralic River must have taken five minutes to slowly burn its way through the earthen dome. And through the hole into the Yerk Pool flies the Ralic River, shredders firing, 
uh, would never have been a match for bug fighters, but against the uh, ground troops of the Hork-Bajir and Taxons, it is plenty strong enough. Um, and it just burns through so much of the, the forces attacking the Animorphs and Axe. A ramp lowers, uh, and uh, Axe pushes Estrid on, on it, and gets on board himself. Arbat yells out to him and says, Wait. I hesitated. I am an Andalite too. I am one of your own people. He reached up toward me with his one human hand and his one bloody stump. Go, I told Gonrod. The ship lifted and slid towards the cages. If Arbat had thought to demorph instantly, he might have lived a while longer. He stood there, raging, trapped on a segment of pier, alone. Alone but for the taxons, whose eternal hunger would not let them ignore the smell of his blood. Which is <sighs> brutal as fuck. Mm-hmm. That uh, was last that was brutal to read last night. Like holy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something very satisfying and saddening at the same time. Um, because mm -hmm. Axe basically chooses to kill him because mm -hmm. he could save him, mm -hmm. and he isn't making a distinction between what he does. He's like, No, you are not my people, you were gonna kill everyone. No, you die, mm -hmm. you could have saved yourself. But then it's like, it's like, you made your choice and I'm mm -hmm. making mine. Here mm -hmm. we are. Yeah. But he berates himself so often for not being willing to take a kill shot. Mm -hmm. But he is willing to do hard things. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't come across like he feels absolved because the 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 morality that is so often given to Cassie, which pisses me off. Or oh well, you know, we didn't see him actively kill someone. Mm -hmm. We trapped him as a rat forever. That's not killing somebody. There's, there's there's no like, no. This is as good as killing him yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. directly. And I like that that's given to him mm -hmm. an acknowledgement of what he's doing. Just like yeah, nah, leaving somebody to be eaten by taxons is killing them. Mm -hmm. there's no baiting around the bush mm -hmm. uh, and also it's sad because we don't like to see the kids kill people yeah mm -hmm. it's it's a I Axe at the beginning of the series would not have been able to do this he would have tried to no. save Arbat mm -hmm. he yeah. would have made Gunrod like go back and get mm -hmm. him but this yeah. is Axe who has realized that just because they're an Andalite doesn't mean that they're they're his people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, and and I I love that reiteration, and we get some of it in the uh, the ending, and I cry because it is my kryptonite. But mm -hmm. like Axe is has chosen where he where he's standing. Mm -hmm. It's just like I forget what i'm quoting when i say is like you forget your place now i know what my place is it's between mm -hmm. you and them mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I also recognize that. I don't know where it's from. I'm going to look it up. I cannot help you. I'm um. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I've done this to all of us. Uh, but they all get out. Except for Arbet, of course, who dies. Um, And we cut to our kickflip into the sun. Um, Rachel and Cassie buy Estrid a cinnamon bun to, (laughs) as a going away present to enjoy on the long trip home to Andalite space. Um, They, the Gonrod and Estrid are laying low for a day or two just until York ships, uh, are maybe a little less on high alert. Um, it'll make it easier for them to get out if they wait a day or two. Um, it might have been no great loss if the Relic River were destroyed, but a pilot like Gonrod, insufferable as he might be, was a treasure. Uh, and Estrid's like, oh, is this uh, Cinnabon as delicious as the jelly beans? And Axe is like, just fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> And uh, Estrid asks, and this is why you care for these humans, which, like, how fucking dense can you be, Estrid? For real. Um, I thought of the human hosts who had made a shield of their bodies to protect my friends, thought of the many, many uncountable times Prince Jake or Rachel or Cassie or Marco or Tobias had risked death to help me. Yes, I said, that is why I like humans. It is all about the cinnamon buns. Bueno sarcasm! And Estrid's like, oh, come home with me. We can make the people realize the truth. And he's like, no, my fight is here. Is it because you still do not like me? She tried for a lighthearted tone. I nodded. I still do not like you. (laughs) 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 Um, And he leaves uh, and muses that he he has no idea whether the Relic River made it out of Earth's space. Um, he doesn't really care. Um, and he morphs to human, um, as they walk. Even Tobias became human, I think, to be near me, to hang, as the humans say. Cassie put her arm around my shoulder. It is a human gesture of comfort. You okay? she asked. Why wouldn't he be? Marco said. You heard him. He didn't even like her. Cassie said nothing but squeezed me a bit tighter. Cassie is not easily deceived. Let's get something to eat, man. I'm starved, Rachel said. And we get the best part. So good. Anything but McDonald's, Tobias said. What, the mouse hunter is getting picky about burgers, Marco said? No, that's not it. Prince Jake raised an eyebrow. Tobias, is there something you need to tell me? Tobias shrugged. Well, you know, I saw York reinforcements pouring into the community center, so I knew you guys were in trouble, right? Right, so you went for Gonrod. Exactly. I asked him if we could burn through into the yerk pool. He said maybe, but only at the thinnest point. Anyway, late as it was, even the night cleanup crew was gone. No, Prince Jake said. You didn't. You did not obliterate a McDonald's. Like it was never there, Tobias said with a laugh. The yerks will fill the hole before anyone realizes what's down there underneath the ground. But if we want burgers, I'm thinking Burger King. I would like a burger, I said. Burger. We walked along the dark streets. My friends and I, my more than friends, we laughed, so relieved to simply be alive. We joked. Cassie held my hand, and in the darkness where no one could see, I cried. My son! And I die. My son! Their family! And my son! He hurts me and makes me sad. Yep. 
I am found family is my kryptonite. Yep. It's good shit. That's mm. good <laughs> fucking shit. I remembered where the quote what I was quoting. Uh-huh. You forget your place. She's like, I know my place. It's between you and Jack. Because it's from Pirates the fucking Caribbean. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm annoyed at myself. Of course. But yes. Yeah. Pirates yeah. the Caribbean. I am sorry I have referenced Pirates of the Caribbean twice in this recording. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm just now I'm actually remembering that scene and I'm like, God. Yep, nope, that sure is, is what right. it is. Yeah. Johnny Depp fucking sucks, but the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is genuinely a fantastic movie. It yes. really is. Yes, it really is. Those movies are such a wild romp. Yeah, but the first one is great. Mm -hmm. Works on every level. It's just good, clean fun. Mm -hmm. And Orlando Bloom is fantastic in it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Agreed. Gentle reminder that Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan in the Pirates of the Caribbean did, in fact, invent romance. They, yep. Mm -hmm. They good did, shit. in fact, get married on a ship in the rain, and it's great and good. And the only bad thing was when it should have been Elizabeth out at sea and uh, Will mm -hmm. went home. But we cannot get into my hot takes <laughs> on the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. <laughs> we need to wrap up this episode and have final thoughts and answer some questions and yep. the like. Yes. All right. Possible rankings. Plot. Pie. This is great. Mm hmm. Fucking 10 out of 10. Yeah. I nine am mean, ten. so I, I'm obliged to give it a nine. Um, <laughs> because I feel, I feel like I enjoyed the plot more on the reread because mm -hmm. I was in on it. Yeah. Yeah. On the yeah, first it is... read, I felt less charitable. Yeah. It is a little strange to have, uh, a narrator that doesn't acknowledge that any of this is happening. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's just a little weird. Yes. Yeah. Characterization. Uh, also, high for me, again, it's that when you realize stuff was intentionally mm -hmm. out of character yeah. or, like, exaggerated, like, in the moment, it doesn't always feel good, but, like, in retrospect, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But, like, the moments of connection, especially with Axe and the others, like that moment with Jake mm -hmm. and that bit at the end with Cassie and the little interaction interactions between the characters we see where they're not play acting for the Andalites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it always rings very true. Mm -hmm. Good Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. Knowing that we're going to hear her voice again uh, towards the end of the series gives me good vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyability slash satisfaction. Good high. book. Fucking high up there. That's a good book. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, very good book. Very refreshing after so many mm. horror ones. Yeah. Oof. Uh, ending questions. What was your favorite part? Who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. So if anyone has a strong contender for themselves, go right ahead. Uh, I, I feel like some of my opinions on this are skewed because of the game. 
Because <laughs> a lot of my favorite bits at the at, are like around parts where I realized what was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think if I like pick one not based on any of that, it's the kickflip into the sun. It's very good. It's just it it's is good. Very good. Yeah. I love the visual of um in on the on the ship in the laser cage and that surprise bitch they've been here the whole time <laughs> but like that visual of axe being like no actually and then marco stepping out and the others revealing themselves and that i'm like a sucker for that moment in things like like it turns out like i'm here i'm with you and just like knowing he wasn't alone mm-hmm Mm, it's it's good it's very good mm-hmm. what think, about you danielle i think mine is uh the conversation between jake and the others when they first meet mm. because that like so fucking cool the the competency of it mm-hmm. is very oh, good so like, good being like 13 14 years old and speaking that confidently to anybody mm-hmm. can't can't relate <laughs> it's yeah. yeah yeah i wish it's just i wish we had other voices in that like i would lo- it would undercut it slightly but having like tobias calling <laughs> shit as he sees it and marco being like nah man this is like you hear him say commander <laughs> as the highest right re- yo what love that mm-hmm. just it's good shit uh, did anything surprise you? How hard it went. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, how about, like, laying it all out there? Mm-hmm. Just, like, hot damn. I was not expecting this book to have, like, full-blown on-screen. Yeah, nah. Five billion lives is an acceptable risk to take. Mm-hmm. Kill all yurks. In a way that also would get him his brother back. FYI. Uh-huh. Like, you selfish little bitch. Yep. I get it. Like, family matters, but also, you know, just like human load. Like, if it had been any risk to analyze life, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. So, but putting, like the failures of the Andalite way of thinking so front and center mm-hmm. and just like, it's just like ballsy as all hell. Yeah. That's good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was there What any- about you? On- I have oh, yeah. to turn this back on you're- you. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's almost like we've been doing this book this podcast for 37 plus books <laughs> including the mega most we're probably more like 40 um what about you about like caught you like oh it's this book oh or it's hitting you different reading it now uh so when i read it the first time i did not clock that they were putting on a ruse for the andalites Mm. And I was very distressed. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Um, so reading it again with the knowledge definitely makes it a better book. Mm. Um, and 
I paid attention more to the ways that Axe noticed that things were wrong. Mm. Um, and just how lost in the sauce Estrid was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I appreciated the book a lot more. Like, there wasn't really anything that surprised me, but as a whole, uh, like, the details of it, I really appreciated it more. Um, And there are a lot of little details in here with um, just showing how much Axe cares for the other Animorphs and how much they care about him. So good. Which is very, very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, was there anything that didn't make sense to you or that you didn't understand? So on the first read, it was definitely, like, before I realized what was going on, basically, it was mm-hmm. like, why are they acting like this? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. This is very out of character before my brain, like, clocked, like, wait, this is probably fake. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah, still same. like, this is really weird. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh. But then, like, of course, like, once I figured it out, and then it was confirmed, and now, obviously, on the, like, he's discussing it and stuff, it's like, yeah, no, this makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, not much else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aww. Is this essential Animorphs reading? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. It uh, I it does a lot to tell you about the Andalite uh perspective of the whole thing. Mm. Not like Axe's Andalite perspective, but like the the Andalite war machine perspective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it makes everything very grim, uh, which is good and horrifying. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. The good, the good Animorphs, uh, duality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Yep. All right. Uh, next time we read book 39, The Hidden, which is... It sure is. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. <laughs> it... Great. Great. Looking forward to it already. (laughs) Yeah, it is worse than the Starfish book. Oh, Oh. no. Oh, no. At least in my opinion. I look forward to shredding it like so much pulled pork. Just pulling it to pieces and seeing if there's anything of worth. And it's weird because, like, it has some appropriately horrifying moments in it. But uh-huh. also those moments don't really make sense with the larger canon. And so it's just like, why is this happening? Uh, so, yeah. For those who are in the know, but maybe don't recognize the book numbers, uh, it's the buff a human one. The what? what a what? The what a what? <laughs> You'll find out. Thanks, Danielle. Let, 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 let's do an outro so I can go be mad for a little bit before I have to do another recording. Uh, Izzy, thank you so much Izzy. for joining us. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? 
So you can find me in my natural habitat on Tumblr and Twitter uh, at uh, the Sean Deer on Twitter and at Lots of Deer on Tumblr. You can find the podcast collective that I'm part of at Hearthside Enclave, uh, which includes the two podcasts that I'm on. Uh, Hope's Hearth is a solar Hope Punk actual play podcast where we play like multiple different GMless games set in the same universe setting. Uh, and Abbey Archives, a Redwall reread podcast, which is fairly similar to Escafil Files, but we're reading the, the Warrior Mouse books, <laughs> which has a lot more gore in it. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> which we just finished Mariel of Redwall, and we're currently taking a break. It's a fucking full ass novels. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. my commissions are open right now word yeah uh i do art my co-host is danielle you can find them on the internet at red tail hawk 90 including their games at itch.io or on itch.io and their home podcast is the room where it happened which you should definitely check out because they are currently playing urban shadows in rural uh appalachia if you like urban fantasy with a small town twist if you like werewolves that are hot lesbians if you <laughs> like fairies causing shit if you like strange rap who knows if you like ragtag misfits causing trouble or solving problems in a town that could be next to you check out season three of the room where it happened oh yeah uh, my coast has been Jade. You can find them on the internet at Jade Oxford Rose. You can find their home podcast, Follow the Leader, at FTLcast on Twitter. Uh, Follow the Leader is a jamless actual play podcast where they tell a variety of stories using a variety of tabletop games. Uh, and they do some of, hands down, the best character work out there. Uh, and you should definitely check it out. They are finishing up season six as we speak. Just finished. Uh, with their six arcs and a movie, uh, using actually the same characters through multiple different games. Um, which is something they do usually, but this was kind of in sequence, uh, and therefore special and very intriguing. I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, it is some of their best work. Uh, yeah. Also, listen to Dumb Kids Playing Hero. Yes. Uh, I'm very proud of the work we do. It is Animals Inspired Actual Play uh, in Boston, mostly in the early 2000s. Uh, it's very sad and things are very <laughs> stressful right now. But hey, uh, if you uh, are bothered uh, about the shoddy treatment of the taxons in Animals Canon, uh, our current mission uh, is maybe uh, helping change hearts and minds. <laughs> Tune in. Yeah. We love the taxons. We in this house, we love the taxons. We love and respect the taxons and the horfishier. Yeah. All right. Let's do a clap. Let's do a clap. Uh, on the minute. 